Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 192 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast with just enthusiasts on what we discuss on the podcast and just our own personal views, although we do look into things that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. We want to thank Richard Iveson for his donation and Bill and Carl as well. And Richard passed on Happy New Year to us. He's looking forward to the podcast this year, Aaron. Hard to believe another year, episode 192. So many happy returns to each and every one of you. So shall we start off with some good news? Yeah, um, just there uh, at the near the end of December, um, Pam from her new um, Facebook page, Pam and YouTube channel, Pam's Motorhome News, put up a story there about a new air or campsite in New Ross, which would be fantastic, a new motorhome park. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. She got it from a, a councillor, uh, Anthony Conrigan. It says, I'm delighted to have proposed this development to move forward with the new motorhome park at the Municipal District Meeting of New Ross. This project, which I have taken a personal interest in a long time uh, with Director Eamon Hoare. They visited a number of motorhome parks. They did the research and seemingly the footwork is now being done. The ground is the groundwork has been turned. And uh, Pamela has, you know, Pamela of Pamela and Johnny's Motorhome Journeys. She has a great YouTube channel, which she only started. And it's probably going to be a video a month or whenever there's news. And that was taken from uh, Pamela's Motorhome News on YouTube. So we want to wish her the best with that for uh, 2024. Good luck with that, Pamela. Yeah, that last post, you had some other good information up there about driving in Europe and stuff. Mm -hmm. Definitely worth checking out and uh, keeping up to date on that, you know. Now, the Liberty Music Festival was a total, absolute, fantastic success in Thurlis in 2023. They had camper vans, the GAA club, golf clubs, anybody who had a bit of grass, <laughs> rugby clubs were opening up spots for camper vans, which made it an absolute total success. And it's on again for 2024. And what's even better is the camping crew are going to be there. Yes, we've decided to get a few tickets and we're going to go. Now, tickets are selling pretty fast, but other venues and clubs tend to be popping up and maybe opening up facilities for motorhomes. But I do know that the rugby club did it last year and I think they've increased to nearly 400 motorhome parking spaces this year. The GAA club have come on board. So if you go to libertymusicfestival.ie, you'll find out details about what tickets are left and the cost of the tickets. Now, the camping tickets are totally different to the festival tickets. So you have to kind of log on to two sites to buy the tickets. But as festivals go, the Liberty Music Festival is extremely um, well priced. It's unbelievably very, very well priced, cost, you know, and I believe it's it's very, very well run as well. And the campsites uh, and all of that. And we met a, a few of the gang who are looking after the campsites at our recent meetup in Kilkenny as well. So certainly hope to catch up with them there. And if you are going, if you have got your tickets, you might pop us a message and let us know. We might... Uh, hope to maybe do a meet up and all going well we might even record a, an episode from there yeah be absolutely brilliant so again the website is libertymusicfestival.ie now available tickets for camping and it's, it's all cover bands isn't it the whole festival is cover bands yeah cover bands from queen and abba and um brilliant. lots of uh, other uh, top big, bands i was only looking at them there bands, earlier yeah. madness oasis bon jovi 
um, Smokey, Elton John. Now, just in case you came Mac. in the middle of this, these are cover bands that are happening at yeah, the yeah. music and festival, not the actual acts themselves. The bands that they're covering, yeah. And that's on, on um, in Turles, as we said, on the 6th and 7th of July. And camping, I think, is the 5th, the 6th and the 7th. So it allows you time to go the day before and the day after. So, look, if you're there, watch out. We'll, we'll probably have either the Heimer on the VW. I'd say it'll be the Heimer, but we'll have branding. You'll know we're there. And please do call over and say hi. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. So we've got a, a good few messages in uh, over the last few weeks since our last recording. Um, let's kick off with a, a question in from Jason. Jason runs the Limerick campsite and airs and you you would have probably seen a, a lot of um Jason's messages on um Facebook um he popped a note there into the uh, happy campus Northern Ireland Ireland group too is there he said uh, I've seen at the INEC motorhome show a few concept electric motorhome vehicles question is how would people make the change to electric to electric especially when off grid Will motorhomes be exempt from having to to change to having to change to fully electric? And how far off could this be? Thanks, guys. Did an you question? Did you see a post during this week of the three or four electric buses, double deckers owned by CIE, one hundred percent electric double decker buses being charged by a diesel generator I did on the forecourt? <laughs> I don't think we're ready for 100% electric cars yet. And I definitely don't think we're ready for 100% electric campers. Yeah, the infrastructure, I I don't think is there, particularly like not only like with a car, you're driving it, you're stopping and then you're recharging it. Like with a camper, you're living in it. So you're using electricity for lights and God knows what else, you know. Now, having said that, I'm sure a lot of campsites have plans to, to put in facilities where people can charge uh, i suspect probably for cars initially yeah. but you know as the infrastructure becomes and i think the price of electricity seems to be coming down a bit as well which might make it more viable too you know there are concept vehicles out there i know the the id buzz vw have done one and it's a camper van um a lot of campsites in ireland are putting in maybe one or two car charging points but they're I don't know. I, I, well, I, I don't I think, think yeah, there would be for charging the campers, I don't think. But also, Jason was specifically talking about off-grid as well. Uh, I don't think we have the sunshine here to no. maintain a charge on those campers yeah, anywhere yeah, near so. what might be required, you know? Now, look, they could still come with an electric engine that needs the car chargers and then the camping end that runs on solar or electric like we normally do. But let's watch this space and see. And you know what? Lithium battery technology is coming on leaps and bounds. Who knows? Another couple of years, you know, the technology might uh, yeah. allow for, you know, we could be sitting here away, on, you know? on episode 1192 saying, do you remember the thousand episodes <laughs> ago Jason said? Uh, Jason was also on, as you mentioned, that Jason is the owner of Limerick Campsite and Airs, and he was on, and he has a question which I'm finding this a hard question to answer, right? Jason wants to know, what's the most important facility that a campsite needs to get returned customers? Well, I'll give you my two, right? Yeah. So we're talking about a campsite, not an air. So my mind number one would be toilets. Okay. So if you're going to stay a while, campsites, you stay a while, areas you're kind of staying for a day or two, yeah. you know, so I would say toilets are a place to empty your own toilets, maybe, you know, okay. that's definitely, you can't kind of stay long without having somewhere to empty your cassette. And for me, 
I hate parking on sloping ground. Um, so level pitches. Level enough pitches. Like we can level it to some extent with the chocks, with, with the, with the chocks and that. But I, I like to see a campsite put a bit of effort into leveling their pitches. That for me, everything else we can be self-sufficient with. Yeah, I think everybody, the first thing they'll say is the facilities block. Because I know when we started, Charlie and me, or even just camping, myself and Deirdre, when we got together, the first thing we always checked was the facilities block. And if they're dirty, yeah. ah, well, so, it's yeah. your grey water and your fresh water and your black yeah. water, really. There, yeah, you know, and toilets and showers. Yeah, if yeah, yeah if it's a, as a campsite, maybe not so much as an air though. No, well, I could. The only one I could think of was the facilities block. And yeah, I take your point on the level pitches. So the question is, and we're asking you guys, we'll give you the contact details as always at the end of the show. What's the most important facility that a campsite needs? to have to get returned customers. So let us know, think about it, and you can stick us an email or whatever. We'll give you all the contact details and we will discuss this again and we'll pass on all the answers to Jason as well. Yeah, and uh, Chris sent us in an email recently as well um, with a question about diesel heaters um, and uh, Chris says, Hi, Aaron and Chris. I'm enjoying your podcast. I'm relatively new to the campervan world, but loving it. I've started to listen to your podcast from last January and picking up great tips and information every episode. So I have a bit of catching up to do. I just a question on a diesel heater. It's an Arbor's Packer 801 in my T5 campervan showing error code 12 and sometimes error code 13. These are as these, as far as I know, are overheating temperature sensor readings. Um, it says check hot air pipes for blockage. Uh, but I need to have it up on a hydraulic lift to be able to check it. Would you know where I could bring it to have someone look at it and possibly repair it? Um, if it's a faulty sensor, uh, I'm in the Cork, Kerry or Limerick area. Thanks, guys, from Chris. I made a few calls to people who repair motorhomes and none of them, not specialised, but none of them touch external diesel heaters like what I fitted into the into the T3. So I came I came up blank on this one. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine if there's any vendors would probably only support and fix the diesel heaters that they fit themselves. So yes. if it was retrofitted by yourself, you know, or a mate or whatever, you know, you are kind of in a tricky situation. Look, there may be somebody out there that we're not aware of. And so again, another question I think for the listeners, is there anybody in the Cork Carrier Limerick area that has a, a hydraulic lift or a pit maybe to mm. And knowledge facilitate the um and the knowledge. Well, yeah, that's most important. Um, to maybe have a look at this for Chris. I mean, my 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 um theory on it was if it's a fitted heater in because a lot of those T fives come with fitted heaters. You just bring it back to where you bought the van. You know, if you bought it from a garage. So yeah, if there's anybody in the Cork, Kerry, or Limerick area that can help us out, please do get in touch, and we'll pass on the details to Chris. We were. Pushing in the last number of episodes to get people to record their messages for the podcast, you know, so we can, I suppose we want to try and engage and include the, the podcast list as much as possible. So we got a, a nice voicemail in from Claire Malloy, Aaron. Do you want to play that? Hi, Chris and Aaron. It's Claire here. I had a quick question for you guys and your community. Um, I'm heading off to Europe for 12 months plus with the husbands and two dogs, and we want to have a very off great experience so as you can imagine the electric energy will be very very precious i was looking for a solution for a hair dryer um has any of your listen- listeners experience with 
battery powered or cordless rechargeable hair dryers and if so could they recommend a good quality one it would be really great um we're setting off end of march so any advice before then would be amazing um we also might document the trip so we'll keep you posted if anyone wants to follow along thanks so much claire and galway Good question. Doesn't really appeal to me, <laughs> although we carry two hair dryers in the camper van. There are, Claire, there are loads of different. What, what I'm getting from your question is that you're going to be wild camping most of the time. So it's a 12 volt. We're looking for a small 12 volt. Um, we bought ours in Charles Camping. So if you go on to Charles Camping and just Google um, in Charles Camping, just search for um, hair dryers. They do have a 12 volt, it's 155 watts, but that, that's not going to be heavy for the duration of drying your hair, but it, it plugs into a cigarette lighter. So you're either going to plug it into your dash or maybe you have a cigarette lighter type option PowerPoint. It's not USB, it's a cigarette lighter. Yeah, the low voltage, maybe a lot of those um, power packs or power stations might work yeah. with them, but you might be there a long time trying to dry your hair with them. Like if it's a uh, if, if it is low voltage, it would be like trying to, to boil one of those camping kettles. They do take a long time. Look, again, I think a lot of listeners out there probably have devices that they use mm-hmm. or solutions that they use. Maybe they could recommend uh, some products um, to us and we'll pass those on to Claire. And see how easy it was for Claire to send us the voicemail. Chris will give you the details on how you can do that at the end of the podcast. It's just great to hear another voice on the show. Absolutely. And I was uh, speaking to Claire. She's going to send us on some of her social medias closer to when they're ready to to head off. We might have a chat with them before they leave as well. And also uh, maybe during their their trip away, we'll keep in touch with them. Yeah, we'll try and get an interview. So uh, we wish you the best and best of luck with hunting down the hairdryer as well. Right, campsite and stopovers. Cashel Lodge Tipperary. Everybody knows the Rocket Cashel. And if you could get a campsite where you could park and the view was a Rocket Cashel, wouldn't that be beautiful? Well, there is one. And it's a very unknown campsite because uh, it's very small. And we have Bill and Carol, who we mentioned earlier on. Um, thank you for your donation to our coffee account. Bill and Carol are very active on campsitereview.com, which is our sister website. And we have a free forum there. And they went on to tell us about Casha Lodge, Tipperary, B&B and Campsite. Now, funny enough, myself and Charlie are hoping to go there next week and do a video review. So that'll come up in a couple of weeks. But they went on to say, this is a lovely year round site tucked in behind the B&B within easy reach of Cashel Town, less than a 10 minute walk. It overlooks both the Rock of Cashel and Hoare Abbey. So plenty to explore in the area. The owners, Tom and Breed, are super friendly and helpful. The toilets and kitchen are a little dated, but spotlessly clean. Pictures are all hard standing. It's a great place for a stopover or for a base to see in around the casual Tipperary area. So as I said, myself and Charlie hope to head off there next week and do a video review for the YouTube channel. But you can read that review and many other reviews on campsitereview.com and just go to the forum. You can join it or just read through the reviews. It is free to join. So thanks to Bill and Carol for that. Yeah, I checked it out there at cashel-lodge.com. It looks pretty pre- pretty decent and very close to uh, Cashel, as they say. Yeah, I've done a lot of photo shoots in Hoare Abbey. You're not so much up at the Cashel, which is just a small abbey that you can see. And I've seen the, I never knew it was there. And I've seen a couple of vans parked there. So I said, we'll take a spin down there during the week. And it's open all year. People are looking for places that are open all year. Yeah, I must check that out now, actually. So, Aaron, uh, Charlie, me, what's been happening over the last few weeks and what's coming up? 
We got away camping for the weekend. Myself, Deirdre oh, yeah. and Charlie, we took a spin down to Inch um, campsite in Kerry. The last time I was on Inch Beach was the last night you could actually legally stay over. And myself and Charlie were in the B-Bar and Kevin and Elaine were with us in their van. And the next day they were putting up the signage to legally stop the overnight parking. Uh, so we stayed in inch campsite video will come up in a couple of weeks i want to get a couple of videos together before we start the season but there is a written review up again on campsitereview.com bit of a drive we went down for the friday night <laughs> saturday night bit of a drive if you're it's not you know, as close you, as it might seem no and it, it's an awful lot further than i thought but worth the drive we had beautiful weather there was one or two other vans on site again it's open all year and people are really looking for places it's a spectacular location, literally across the road from the beach, you know. 45 seconds, I count it. 45 <laughs> seconds and you're on the beach. So that video will come up, but you can go to Campsite Review and read. In fact, Bill and Carol have been there and they have a review up there as well on Campsite Review. But the video will come up in a couple of weeks. Brilliant. So um, we spoke with, we spoke, uh, uh, we read an email from Shane actually from last episode and he was giving us some recommendations uh, on products that he has in, in, in his VW um, with two additional products that Shane wanted to uh, mention. So he said uh, the first one is a van cabin airbed. So he says with three kids, I've had to put a lot of thought into how we squeeze the five of us into a small camper to sleep. Our sleeping arrangements um, are both adults on the bottom fold out rib bed, two kids in the pop top and the youngest on a specially designed blow up bed that stretches across the three front seats. This bed comes in three parts, which fills every little nook and cranny of the transporter's cab and comes with a 12 volt pump and puncture repair kit. The bed is also made for other van types such as transits, crafters, sprinters, etc. It's very comfortable, compact, and can be inflated in just a few minutes. The only downside is that the double seats need to be swiveled facing forward for it to fit properly. This can, however, be considered as an added bonus because the child can't roll out of the bed when fully inflated, as he or she would be secured by the three seats on one side and the dash on the other side. So he sent us on a link to that um, particular bed, and the webpage is van cabinairbeds.com and in Shane's case his bed is called a VW Transporter T5 Van Cabin Airbed um, it's £130 at the moment on that site but you know what it could be a, a, a perfect solution for somebody mm -hmm. to squeeze that extra person in you know I, I know maybe you might get away with, with three kids up in the, the pop top but certainly but a lot more bigger. comfort if you if, if you can have one in the front you know yeah, well done on that. He, he was also on to tell us about some entertainment, how do you entertain the kids and what do you do? And he was telling us about a projector and the Van Gogh galley cinema screen. Now, if you've got the Van Gogh, will, will this cinema screen do your awning? Do you think that this will do all Van Gogh awnings? Um, I'd say it would. Yeah, I think most of the awnings have clips and different, different. It's just made by Van Gogh, so it's probably designed to fit onto their... Um, to their skyhook system. So I'll read out what he says about it, just to give you an idea. The item is called a Vango Vista cinema screen. He said, while on site, our camper is used for sleeping and cooking, while we use a Vango Galley 3 driveway awning as a living space. Along the air beams in the Vango is a skyhook system, which allows the user to customize what and where 
they hang items from the beams. One excellent optional extra that we picked up um, was the Van Gogh Vista cinema screen, which attaches to these skyhooks. The screen opens up to 120 um, by 160 centimetres. And when combined with a good projector and portable screen, it's excellent entertainment for the kids at night after a long day, while the adults sit outside and have a few beers or glass of wine. The Van Gogh Vista cinema screen can be purchased there on Charles Camping. That's where uh, Shane got it and it's 54.95 at the moment. Another recommendation with that as well, you know, some campsites might have, you know, uh, quiet times in that as well. Might be worth investing in, you know, you can get these multi earphones. Okay. Whereas five or three or four people can connect to the, the same device as well. Otherwise, you might find yourself because I'm thinking with the bright nights in the summer yes. in Ireland, it might not be so feasible unless you use the blackouts within the, the campsite. But if, if you know if you're staying up that bit later, kind of headphones will certainly uh, alleviate that and let you to kind of stay out watching movies a little bit longer. But a great suggestion, though, that cinema screen turn your your, your massive awning into a a home cinema and it's something that we've never really we've never had a movie night do one or two of the guys in the camping crew have projectors yeah i have one i know ross and the gang have one as well um to be honest with you, the kids are too busy running yeah. off they, they they never stay stay near where we are you know so they're either in the van or they're on I mean, at night time we're just having pizza food and then it's, it's, it's yeah. bedtime or they're all sitting on chairs in one of the awnings texting each other you know, yeah, anyway, that's a good one. So, thank you <laughs> to Shane for getting in touch with those uh, items. And again, if you've any gadgets that you think, oh, yeah, I'll tell the lads about this, we give you the contact details at the end of the podcast. Tips and advice to start your journey for a more sustainable camping trip. Chris, talk to us. Yeah, I'd like to kind of start introducing more kind of eco advice and tips and tricks and that for. Uh, for campers kind of going forward to be more sustainable you know we all have to do our little bit you know so a little bit of research and there's a lot of options and things we can all do to help the environment and you know at the same time well enjoying kind of the, the camping and that so here's a couple of key points one one tip to give for energy efficiency is to choose motorhomes or caravans with modern fuel efficient engines consider models with solar panels or those that support electric or hybrid drive systems i know they're not as popular at the moment as well but even that you know if you're buying a new van having a solar panel in there you know you're not hooking up as much you're definitely going to be much more efficient that way you know and little things like smart packing to reduce the weight which will save fuel only fill the fresh water tank as needed and empty the wastewater tank before traveling and packed light only bring what you need to bring yeah, I started doing that, like going to campsites as well. It's filling up when I get to the campsite rather than trekking it, you know, you know, over an hour or two or, or wherever your, your journey might be, you know. I've gone the opposite. I used to fill my water tanks because I like to just get there, plug in and set up. But now I actually carry just about a quarter tank of fresh water. One to keep the weight down, which then obviously helps with fuel efficiency as well. It's just if there's an emergency and you need to use the bathroom or you just want to stop for tea or coffees, at least you have some water. So I do carry some fresh water on board, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. And I suppose other eco-friendly practices like is use on-site facilities uh, to conserve water, kind of an energy, turn off lights and appliances when they're not used and pull your screens down as early as possible, close your curtains. They all help to keep that heat in the van as well. And, you know, don't leave taps running, the usual kind of uh, advice, you know. 
And then, of course, most, if not all, campsites now have a recycle and disposable waste facilities. So just think about disposing and, and separating your waste into recyclable. Many campsites offer the recycling facilities now. So make sure that you do separate your waste accordingly. And not only that, if you're using the blue loo or the green loo, use the environmentally friendly versions of them. Don't use the, you know, the ones that are kind of wrecking the uh, the environment, you know. And the same with your washing up tap, your washing yeah. liquids and your soaps for your face and your showers. If you do use your onboard wash facilities, try and opt for the biodegradable soaps and cleaning products. Uh, if you're going on a long journey, have a look at your route before you set off. You know, what's going to be the uh, the best route to get there economically, but also to avoid kind of unnecessary driving. You know, uh, don't park in any wild camping spots that are going to maybe have an impact on the natural habitats of animals or, or that, you know. And of course, to, humans. To, uh, <laughs> humans. and to help on that, engage with the local communities and, you know, to support their eco-friendly campsites and promote sustainability. And like that, find out, is it OK to park here? Don't just wild camp for the sake of wild camping. Try and do a little bit of research and check before beforehand, like that, planning your route. If you're going to be stopping overnight somewhere, ask a few questions, be it online or locally. Yeah, what I see lots of campers doing is we park quite a lot near beaches and stuff and green areas. And I see a lot of people, particularly the the, the campers on the beach, you know, picking up kind of rubbish as they move along. You know, they say like if everybody who's walking the beach or through a forest park pick up five or six items of rubbish, mm -hmm. you know, the, the place will be very clean in no time, you know. I was only saying to Deirdre, actually, when we were down on each beach, walking the beach, the beach was actually very clean. Now, maybe it's just the time of the year and what have you. There was a bit of um, washed up debris. But I just said to her, I think during the summer of 2024, we will have a Charlie and me camping crew podcast meetup near a site that has a beach. And we'll touch base with the local community and we'll get black sacks and we'll get pickers and we'll have a beach clean on the Saturday or the Sunday of the meet just to do our bit. So we'll, we'll find a, a campsite that's near a beach that we can literally walk onto. And let's, as part of one of our meetups this year, have a beach clean. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great. Or, you know, even kind of a forest area. Mm -hmm. That's it. Look, they're all little tips. Uh, if you want to share any of yourselves, let us know. Just I wanted to kick off the year kind of with, with some positive things we can do. Uh, it all helps promote camping and campers, but it's just... It's just good practice for the environment yeah. as well. On top of all of that, you know, use the head right to finish up Camper Life. You've been uh, watching a few videos from Laddie and Margaret on YouTube. Yeah, I posted a, a video on Twitter a few days ago and on Treads. Yep, we're now on Treads. And the title of the YouTube video is Inside the Most Futuristic Camper Van DIY Van Tour. So this is from a couple on YouTube called Laddie and Margaret. Laddie is spent L-A-D-I. So they describe this van that they've they built um, as our futuristic tiny home. The camper was originally a DPD delivery van, mm -hmm. which they purchased in 2020. Um, and I can't even begin to describe this. Uh, Laddie and Margaret have put so many little clever things into this van. It's just mind blowing. I haven't never have seen anything like it. The thought that went into it, the layout, the setup of it, it's just well, well worth watching. It, it's so clever. Like, uh, everything he's got a 3D printer in it, Aaron. So, in parts yeah. break, he can just print off pieces that he needs, you know. And most of the little hooks and gadgets and things that are in it are are controlled by the 3D printer. But even just the recliner and the 
down to the curtains and there's so much you, you really have that. to watch the video to see yeah, it. Laddie yeah. is, is actually um, a designer by trade. Um, I've been following them for years, building their new workshops. They make 3D um, electric bikes. They design and build their own electric bikes. So I've been watching them do that van from start to finish. But there's so much and space saving things. And it's only the two of them and two cats. It's just an incredible looking van. Well worth checking out. Like they have 13 kilowatt batteries. They have solar panels and panoramic roof windows. Reclining couch, as I mentioned earlier, two showers, one outside, one inside. Hot water, uh, compost toilets. It's just even for hiding their um, laptops and camera equipment and all that for YouTube. It's 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 so cleverly done and well thought out and everything kind of doubles up as something else, you know. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's worth so if you just go to YouTube and search for Laddie and Margaret, they're worth subscribing to and following on all of their escapades. Um, absolutely brilliant. But that is one. It's just a sprinter van. It was just literally a courier's van, and it's amazing. Even if you just got one idea from it, it's worth the effort in, in tracking these guys down. That is it. Episode one hundred and ninety-two, the first episode of. 2024 look we love getting your messages thank you for the voice do drop us voicemails drop us emails we love to get your messages suggestions reviews on products or anything at all please do get in touch with us but to do that you need all of our contact details and chris has them to get in touch with us our webpage is the campingcrew.ie on email we're campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com on twitter or x we're at the camping crew on Treads, we're at The Camping Crew Podcast. On Instagram, we're at The Camping Crew Podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us posting in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Um, as you heard earlier, um, Claire left an audio message. You know, she simply recorded on her um, smartphone and messaged it into us uh, on any messages above. If you want to WhatsApp something to us, you can do. Just email us and we'll send out the contact details for WhatsApp. But, uh, you know, it, it is quite easy to do that. We want to try and engage the listeners, get the listeners more involved, particularly because it's an audio podcast. We'd love to get audio messages from you, or questions or tips or, or any of that. So, look, um, that's it. So looking forward to prepping now for the next podcast. And don't forget, we have campsitereview.com. We've got a forum there. It's free and it always will be. You can just join up and again, review products or just ask questions and people will answer. And then our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Charlie Amir camping vlog and campsite review videos coming up on that very, very soon. And we have got some big plans for 2024 on video reviews. I know myself, Deirdre and Charlie are heading to France for June. So we will review the campsites that we stay on in France during the summer of this year and put them up pretty much almost live. So stick with us for that. But it's youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Yeah, looking forward to that, actually. We might maybe tell us more on the next episode about where kind of in France you're targeting. But look, if you're enjoying the podcast, Please subscribe, share it on social media if you can as well, and more importantly, tell all your camping friends about us. From me, Aaron, stay safe, and don't forget if you see us on the campsite, call over and say hi. Bye-bye. Bye-bye from me, Chris. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening, and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.